Welcome to the What's Happening music show. I'm Michelle and I'm here with Jamie and we have such a cool show coming up for you guys. We're so excited. We're going to be talking about um, some of our latest discoveries, artists that we've been listening to over the past couple of weeks. We've also got some really awesome music that we're going to play for you. And we've got a super fun interview with Serena Sophia. Um, so super good show. And just to kick it off, we'll go into our discovery. So over to you, Jamie. Awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to today's show. I'm really looking forward to that interview as well. I think it's going to be really good. But first on my discoveries is probably one of the best musicians that I have found in the last 12 months. And this is for a couple of reasons. The first reason, because his music's really good. The second reason, because he's one of the hardest working musicians I think I've ever come across. When I first discovered his Twitter, I think he had like two, three thousand followers. And today I think he's got something like eight or nine. So really, really pushing the boundary, really doing well on social media. And I, I think doing well in his music because it's always constantly changing and developing. So musician I'm talking about is a guy called Three Mind Blight. And he is a producer and he's also a musician. So trying to say where to start with this one is actually a little bit difficult because he does a lot of collaborations with a lot of other artists and his music therefore fits in quite a few different categories. So some artists that he has done stuff with, if you're into kind of that independent uh, underneath the radar scene, you might recognize some of these people, but people like Claire Estelle, Shimmer Johnson and his latest song, which is called Reflections, is with the vocalist and beautiful vocals. This is Sophia Dorsten, who I think is quite popular online and it is a fantastic song. Really, really enjoyed it. So maybe check, maybe start with that one. But, you know, if you don't like that, try a different collaboration. Always sitting in different genres. He also has more rocky stuff. He's got a song called Breaking Down, which is all him. It's a bit more kind of Sturbed-esque. So that, that's also amazing to go and, go and listen to. He also has some brand new music coming out on the 15th of March, which is actually tomorrow. Uh, no, it isn't. Yes, it is tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> I looked at my calendar and couldn't decide whether it was in May or not. <laughs> so yeah, 15th of March, he's got a new song coming out with another collaboration project, which I'm really looking forward to hearing because as I say, every single one is different. Now, as I said, Three Man Bite, he's one of the hardest working musicians out there. You know, mentioning us Twitter followers, he's got lots of lots of followers on Spotify as well. But something that I think is really, really good to go and listen to him is his production value is always amazing. Not only from a technical perspective, but from a songwriting perspective, it it is very, very impressive. Every word has a, sp a specific position, and every word has a reason why it, it is there. So if you're into going to listen to something with meaning and something with great production value. Maybe not something that's kind of bubbly pop, something that's a bit more serious, then Three Mind Blight is someone I really recommend you check out. Awesome. No, it sounds really cool. And yeah, we gotta love the busy musicians. Like, absolutely love it. So, actually, this next artist I've got is also somebody who is very busy, but in a slightly different way in the fact that she wears a lot of different creative hats, um, which is very cool. So the artist that I'm talking about is Alison Sloan. So she's just put out an album and it's pretty much like almost undescribable because it's just like, it's so, it's such a mix of everything. It's very cool. So, you know, it's like, yeah, it's very edgy. It's very experimental. 
Some of the stuff's quite rocky. Um, I think my, one of my favorite songs off the um, off the album called Blue Jeans is like very jazzy. And then like another one that I really like, um, which is Alpha Female, is like quite sort of really experimental. And then it's yeah, quite rocky. So it's like it. She does like a whole mix of stuff. It's very cool. Um, she's from Texas in the state, and she's actually an acting student. <laughs> Um, but on top of that as well, she's also a writer. So like, you know, she's putting out music, she's also acting, she's also like writing poetry and stuff. Like it's very cool, um, very busy woman. But yeah, so her her debut album is like very eclectic. Like there's, there's probably at least one track that you'll like from it, no matter what your music taste is, because it's just such a cool mix. Um, so yeah, Alison Sloan, check her out, like, defo. <laughs> awesome. Sounds, sounds right up my street. It sounds very diverse, and you know, you know oh, I love yeah. diverse stuff, so... <laughs> no, I, I definitely will go and check that out. Well, my next artist is... They're very much rock, and very much something that holds a bit of nostalgic value, but also have some really nice contemporary vibes. And this is a band called Neptune Rain, which is an awesome, awesome name because... I don't know if you know, but on, on Neptune, it rains diamonds. So uh, there's a little scientific fact for everybody. I'm not sure you, we would maybe say that the band is diamonds, but they're definitely worth listening to. That's so cool. Sorry. No, nope, that's cool. I like to throw in little scientific facts every now and then. But yeah, so this band hails from Cheltenham, so UK-based. And they're actually, might not mean like me saying this, but I think they're pretty much a product of lockdown. Because uh, they came out in 2020. Their first EP came out in November 2020 called Chaos and Light, which uh, I've got to say I really, really enjoyed. So where to start with them is obviously start there. That's the only music they have at the moment, but they do have some more music coming out on the 9th of April called We Breathe the Same, which is apparently to demonstrate and talk about the fact that humanity and humans have more in common with each other than we have differences, which is, I think it's a... A very poignant topic at the moment. We were talking a little bit about this and how there are still divisions, still lack of equality in a lot of places, even in in modern society and even in our society. So, quite a poignant song to to be releasing. But why should you go and listen to these guys if you like rock? Why are they better than other people? Well, I did mention they had a bit of a nostalgic feel to to them, and that's because I think they have a bit of a naughty sound. Now, I think we've we've talked in previous podcasts that. The whole kind of pop punk thing is coming back. Well, these guys aren't pop punk in that sense, but they do have a bit of new metal nuance around them. But then they also have some contemporary elements that they throw a bit more of a kind of electric rock into their feel. But essentially, you're getting a band that has kind of naughty sort of choruses, but then with some rap rock in there as well. So the, the, the lead vocalist can, can rap, he can sing. So it's almost familiar, but yet it's a little bit different. So, quite refreshing, almost fit in that part that maybe someone like Linkin Park had. I don't know, maybe that's a bit controversial, I know Linkin Park, huge band, a lot of people love them, not trying to say we should replace them, but uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed them, and they're also one of those bands that I've listened to, and while they sound really good on the record, it's the sort of thing I think sounds a little bit more subdued in the record, whereas when you hear it live, it's going to be a bit more crunchy, a bit more punchy, a lot more, a lot more energy, so... When gigs come back, hopefully, I would like I would like to see them. But yeah, go and check out their EP and then obviously their new song when it comes out on the 9th of April. 
Awesome. Yeah, no, it sounds very good. I do love my nostalgia in music, so like, <laughs> totally. So, okay, so the next um, band that I've got is Gemma and the Good Thing. And it, it was it was such a cool sensation because when I first listened to the band, like for the first time, I remember sort of like, I just kind of like clicked on it and just played their first song and I was just kind of like bobbing along and I was like, oh, this is very, this got like a very like folk and like Canadiana like sound to it. And I feel like Canadiana is like a very niche, like music sort of genre. And I realized I was like, oh, I totally just said they sound very Canadiana with like, I would actually even looking at where they're from. Turns out they're from, um, they're from Canada. <laughs> they're, they're, they're from actually like quite close to where I'm from. They're from Quartz Island in BC, um, British Columbia, um, which is the province that I'm from as well. Um, and I was like, ah, I've got an ear for it. <laughs> so, but they've got such a cool, such a great sound. Um, so Gemma is the, the lead vocalist. She also, um, I think, is the, the main songwriter. And she's just got such a gorgeous voice. And I really like her lyrics and songwriting style. Like she does a lot of, it's very personal. Um, she sort of talks about like, kind of like traveling around a little bit. And it's also a bit humorous as well in some instances. Like it's just really lovely to listen to. Like it's a really lovely band. So they've only got two singles out, both released last year. So they're still kind of, I think, putting things together. And I'm so excited to see more of their stuff. Um, but the two singles they've got out is Side of the Road and When You Come Home. And they're both phenomenal. So have a listen to those two songs and then I cannot wait for more music from them. <laughs> awesome. No, they sound really good. I love that <laughs> you thought they sounded like something from at home and then turns out that they came from the same place. That's uh, that's always a nice moment, I guess. <laughs> so my final discovery is a Glaswegian band called the Mickey Nines. And um, there is a lot to love from this quartet. Now, I think if anybody is an avid gig goer in Scotland, they've probably heard of the Mickey Nines. I think they're quite popular in the live gig scene. But they're a band that I knew about for a while. Like, I, I knew the name, but I never really dived into. Uh, and actually, recently, they've just produced a new song that I listened to, and I was like, I said, this is really good. And then I ended up listening to pretty much everything that they ever produced. So they, they're a band that, that formed with the idea of becoming a bit more like something like Daft Punk, but then decided to kind of throw away those synths away and, and, and brought in some guitars, some basses, got a bit more funky, got a bit more groovy, got a bit more energy filled in their their whole style. And I'd say that, well, the band says their genre is post-funk slash evil disco. Now, I'm not quite sure where that falls in the spectrum of music, but I would say if you like indie funk, with some rock and roll flavors and some essences of electronic dancehall, then this is definitely the band you are looking for. Now, I know we can't see gigs, but the first thing I would highly recommend you do, having seen these guys play live, even though I didn't know much of their music, they are absolutely killer. They are so good. I think a couple of years ago, they were voted the best live act by the Scottish Alternative Music Awards, and they really have some just it's just great energy and I, I really really did enjoy them but if you want to go and check out the back catalog check out the latest single that's dropped on the 12th of march called full american it's it just it's just so good it's full of energy filled guitars 
and it's just something very different from other things in the music industry at the moment. It's a bit punky, it's a bit rocky, it's it's a bit of, a bit of everything really, and I, I just I, I really enjoyed it, and I think people should go and check it out. Another one you can uh, try is called Rang with Me, but it's spelled Rang as in R A N G, and then with is W I, and then me, which is just so Glaswegian. Uh, it's it is such a Glaswegian feel good song. It's unbelievable, and it, I think it really captures who they are. There's another song called Ammunition, which is also absolutely brilliant. So go and check that out. Now, if if you are a fan of people like Bomb Scare or maybe Colonel Mustard Dijon Five, or maybe someone like Jamie and Shuni, if you know the Scottish music scene, then you're gonna absolutely love this band. So go and check them out. They're still slightly underneath the radar, but. I think if they keep on going, I think they're just going to get bigger and bigger. And you're either going to love them or you're going to hate them. But if you love them, they're going to be right at the top of your playlist. You're just getting me all excited for when we can go to gigs because it feels like it's so close, so far. I know. I can't wait. It'll be so good. I think when we all manage to go to the gig, it's going to be one of those experiences where it'll not only be the most attended gig in history because everyone will be there. It'll be one of those things that as soon as the, the PA goes, everyone's going to cry because it's just going to sound so good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah, so my final artist is Elaine Crystal. And Elaine Crystal is like an R&B artist with, you know, she's been influenced by other R&B artists, particularly from like the the early noughties. So, you know, like Usher and Brandy and like that kind of crew. And yeah, her songs are like, they do fall very much into that. And so if that's the kind of music you like, you'll love her stuff. It's very sort of like danceable as well. Like her lyrics and vocal style just add a really like unique aspect to her songs that does make, I think, make her stand out a little bit more. She's got three singles out at the minute. So she's got uh, the latest two, which were released in 2020, which is uh, Refresh Your Memory and Tug of War. Both really good songs. Absolutely highly recommend. And then she's got another amazing song that she released in 2019 called Masochist. So check out all three of those. And again, I feel like all of my artists are like, you know, they've just got all these singles out and I'm just sitting here like, give me more music. Um, But so yeah, so I'm really excited um, to see what else she comes out with soon. But yeah, we'll just have to keep ourselves happy with those three singles for now, but soon, soon hopefully. Ah, amazing. I always love it when you find an artist that you really enjoy and they've got new music coming out and you can't wait and you're like, ah, I've listened to this so many times and I want to listen to what you've got coming up next. That's awesome. And you really have sold her to me, so I'm going to have to go and check it out and I'm probably going to be in a very similar boat to you. Well, there you have it, people. They were our discoveries for this month. Hopefully, these are artists that you're going to go and check out. Remember, you can go and find them on the links in the descriptions on wherever you're listening to this podcast. But go and listen to them. Go and check them out. Even if you're not sure whether they're your thing, just go and give them a listen. You might be surprised, and that will be amazing. Anyway, guys, now we have some music for you, and this is by a band called Elba. Hopefully, I've said that correct. And this is called Only You. If you enjoy it, as I just said, in the description below will be a link to this song and where you can find it. But yes, this is Only You by Elb. Enjoy. Rub your arms around 
back to the show we hope you are doing well i'm joined by serena sophia a singer songwriter from glasgow and uh, she actually released a single in december called diary of your thoughts which is is really good i, I must say so uh, thank you very much for for joining us on the show uh, how how are you doing how is how is your life at the moment yeah it's good hi everyone <laughs> um, yeah it's okay i think like everyone just now it is just a very weird time <laughs> um, but like just trying to find as much stuff to do as possible I've actually used it as a very productive period of my life rather than like um, kind of slipping into mode of like I can't really do anything or I can't really be bothered doing anything I've actually used it to my advantage I think because I don't live here a lot like because I would normally work away doing singing jobs or whatever so it has actually been the longest time I've lived in the UK for about three years, which is really weird, but good, I guess, because I've done a lot, so it has been great. <laughs> awesome. Well, 
I believe you're a bit, a bit of a polymath around the entertainment industry. Yes. <laughs> you've done acting and you've mm-hmm. done theatre and obviously you've done music. So yeah. if we were to describe you as a musician and as a performer, how, how would you best describe it? I uh, see this is where I find that like the lines are blurred because I have a music degree and then after I finished my music degree I'd always done musical theatre as a child and um, when I was actually doing my degree I moved to New York and um, I remember be- living like so close to Broadway and being like oh my god I missed doing musical theatre blah 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 so then I went and done a master's in musical theatre and I've been working in the kind of industry in the musical theatre sort of side for a number of years, but then I also do music on the side. <laughs> um, so I found it di- kind of difficult to describe what I am. I normally just say, like, I'm a performer. <laughs> I kind of just say that, and then I always put underneath it, like, musician, singer, like, dancer, actress. I used to be that in my Instagram bio. I used, I used to say like performer and then I would just list what I did and then I would have my agent's name. <laughs> but I, took it, I took it out like recently just because I, I have been doing more music stuff, but I guess I would just say performer and then you can take that however you want, I guess. No, no, that's quite cool. And like, I guess like, cause yeah, if, if you like sort of stylize yourself as a performer and like, you've obviously done like a lot of um, like performance and live performance and you're talking about how you did like a lot of singing, like away yeah. and that sort of thing. Like this must've been like such a, such a strange like period of time where it's like, you can't sort of do those live, you know, those live performances and like, you can't sort of do, I guess that part of what you love to do, you know, it must've been quite an interesting period of time. Yeah, it's really weird, I guess, because I was really fortunate as well to get, like, I graduated, I got my agent immediately. I actually went to the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland. That's where I did, like, my master's. So that was, like, a really intense year, basically. Like, and we didn't stop for a year. And then I was really lucky to, like, graduate, get my agent, and then I immediately started working, basically. So, but then it meant I moved away. So I'm kind of used to moving away, to be honest, anyway. And I like to do it. I think like life's too short to not like travel while you're young. I really think that everyone at some point in their life should experience living in a different country. I think it really molds you as a person and really teaches you things that you don't, you wouldn't necessarily experience here. So that was really weird. Like in 2019, I literally lived in Scotland for like seven weeks, I think, or eight weeks, I think, out of the like the year, just the way it fell. Um, and then I was back for like Christmas, and then January I got my other job, and then February I moved away again. So it is just really weird to not. There's never been a long period of time in my life where I've not been working or not been performing or whatever. So. It is just really, it's really weird. It's it's weird, like, in a way, because I can't obviously do it, but then it's like, I can't do it because of the situation that's affecting everyone. It's not as if I've just not got a job. I'm actually waiting right now to go back to do my cruise, because I've always said to myself, I will still do my musical theatre stuff whilst I'm making music, because I, I think of, like, musical theatre as my day job. <laughs> And like music is like my my, my side thing that I, I I love equally, but 
it's like not my my full-time job I guess mm-hmm. not now it might be I hope so in the future um, but yeah at least it's still within the industry because I know some people do different jobs like some some people could be like a nurse and then do music like I, I wanted to keep my everyday kind of thing in the industry um, but yeah it, it is weird and do, do you think because obviously when whenever you're doing any sort of entertainment whether you're doing theatre or if you're involved in broadcast or, or anything like that that's often can be very time consuming because outside of those performances you've got to make sure you've got rehearsals you've got times to learn your lines and and all the things that go with that do you think because the pandemic hit it allowed you to delve into the music and allow you to be more creative on that side where you maybe didn't have that time before or was it always the plan to i'm going to release a single it's going to be in the next year or or, or something yeah 100 percent. it has given me more time i think like i'd always wanted to release music but i was a bit self-conscious about it i'd always like recorded covers and i'd always came into my computer room that's where all like my kind of music stuff is and i'd always like recorded and stuff but i didn't know what i wanted it to sound like and i couldn't i used to write stuff and i would be like it doesn't go with the way i look like it, it just didn't fit like and it didn't make sense and I didn't like it if I'm being honest so it wasn't until I moved I lived in Ibiza in 2019 that was where my kind of job was I was playing saxophone and singing like in a kind of hotel and then I, I did some in some other places as well and it wasn't until then for some reason there's something about Ibiza it's my favourite place in the whole world that it's like so creative and they always say that there's something about it that it either can make you or break you and it definitely made me and I discovered like what type of music I wanted to write and I started writing hundreds of music and I had all of these demos and stuff so it definitely was in the back of my mind before the pandemic hit that this was something I wanted to do I'd found my producer that I wanted to work with we started to talk loads and then when I got stuck on the ship that's when I started obviously I wrote my song that I released in December and then when I came home that was when I recorded it fully and then I have had loads of time now and I think I would have done it anyway because I'm really like that and I'm a night hawk and I stay up really late and that's when I tend to write music and stuff but I think because we did have the pandemic I've done things a lot quicker I guess so it, it has been really beneficial in that sort of sense because it is hard to write music when you are on a cruise ship I guess and I guess like with your the single that you've just released like just in December like do you want to talk us through like a little bit about that process and what it was like to sort of release that I mean in the middle of a pandemic and like create it yeah um so the song is like really personal to me I was I was a bit like do I release this because everything that is written in it is actually taken from a diary where is it who's saying it's actually taken from this (laughs) So I used to write in this book all the time, like thoughts and the way I felt and stuff like that. Um, and that was kind of through 2018. Like I had like the worst breakup ever in 2018, but, and I know people will like go through breakups and then they are like, they get over it and stuff. But like, I just felt so bad. Like, and I think it just affected me personally in so many ways 
other than just that I think it brought out loads of stuff that was probably like under the surface for like a while that I hadn't really like maybe dealt with or whatever so I used that book and I used to write everything down and stuff like that um, and then when I was writing that song I, I was like the music that I had to keep like came up with or whatever I was like it's really somber and it is quite sad but like I feel like it's sad in like a sort of like uplifting way like I guess um and I took out the diary and I was like, I wonder if this will like fit with it. And then it did. And I was like, oh, obviously all, all of the lyrics aren't from it, but most of them are like lines from my diary and I put them together and I filled them all in or whatever. Um, and then I obviously was like, okay, I, I, like I want to release this. Um, I then got my friend Andrew to feature in it. He's like the male part in it. He has been my friend for years and years. He's actually a singer as well and releases some music. Um, and then I don't think it was until the very end, like when I was like sitting with it, I was like, this is really personal, like for a, like a debut and not many people are like brave enough to kind of put something like that out like because I know people write like love songs and they write sad songs or whatever and sometimes they're not necessarily like based on like real experiences but this was like so true that it was almost like it, it was just bits of a diary really so I was a bit nervous but then when I first released it like even radio stations and stuff like that that's been played on they've said like what like a, a nice way and like courage and stuff like that to be able to put that out or whatever so I'm really proud of it and I am that I did really something that is like so true and that people can maybe like relate to and stuff I, I'm not ready it's so personal to me that I'm like not ready to let it go I don't even want to bring out a second song because I'm like ah I'm like it's my child um, but yeah no it has been great to do it um, doing it on the ship I, I recorded it on the ship and like the demo and then I came home and I recorded it here so that was cool as well to see it's kind of journey and I've kept all the demos as well so that you can hear like the first one to like the the kind of last one and I'm probably going to put them together and make like something of it and I filmed like the recording process and then I obviously released the music video as well so it has been exciting it is a lot of work I don't think I realised how much work it actually is. I was like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it has been great. Yeah, I really enjoyed doing it all. And how was your experience? Because being in a live kind of situation, you know, it's very different from doing something, recording and having all the kind of post-production work to do. Mm -hmm. How did you find, because I know a lot of people who... You know, they they you know talk about your day job and then what you do as a side. But a lot a lot of a lot of people I know they would be people who would do gigs in in pubs and stuff during the week. They do their covers and stuff, mm -hmm. and then they'd obviously then release their own stuff as a side project and do that online. So the question I'm really going for is how different was it from doing your live stuff to then all of a sudden I need to be this presence on social media. I need to be, you know, I need to use this to my advantage because social media is such a complex web of so many different lines I going know. on so many different places I think in a way I've I kind of have an advantage because I really like social media like like, like everyone I guess um, I really like Instagram and before I started doing all this stuff I used to post all the time 
about like I wear like mental not mental outfits but I, I love fashion and I love all that sort of stuff so I was always quite active in terms of like I would post photos and I would post like stuff I'd bought or I would post covers and stuff like that but I remember having like um, a conversation with my friend Andrew he the one that's on the song he actually works for Columbia Records as like their social media like in their social media team and I remember he looked at my Instagram and he was like, it's a bit bloggery. And I literally was like, I actually was nearly sick because no no, no disrespect to bloggers or anything anywhere, but I just did not want my social media to come off in that presence at all. Because obviously I am trying to, I was trying to build a, like a kind of look and a kind of like platform for releasing music. So I think at that point I was like, I need to stop posting like, outfit of the day like because it brings off like a like a different sort of vibe to what I wanted um, and before I used to post like if I did like a show I would post like a reel or something like that of like my show reel and stuff like that so I've kind of had to try and find the balance of musical theatre-ish with music I think now I've like tailored it now so um, I've got it to a pretty good level that I can share like personal stuff but then a lot of it is targeted around like my music and um, like releasing and what I'm going to do and stuff like that um, but like what you referred to it was weird having to then be like hi guys I'm going to release a song and everyone being like okay like <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was weird that I, I didn't really know how to approach it and I didn't want to be like now sometimes you get these people and they're like hi fans and they've got like like 200 followers I didn't want to like be like as if I was trying to be like Beyonce being like hi all my fans like and trying to share like my music and stuff but I think doing it in the most kind of like sincere way just being like hi I have a song you can listen to it if you want if you don't okay bye <laughs> that sort of like way um, but people have been really really nice and been really like um lovely with their like feedback and I was shocked to the amount of people who did share it like when it did come out like people I haven't even spoken to in years so you don't realize like the social media is such a massive part of releasing stuff um it's so vital even though sometimes I want to chuck my phone out the window because I hate, hate Instagram's algorithms I'm like mm. it is so vital um for everything really I guess <laughs> Yeah, totally. It's it's kind of wild thinking about like how much our our lives and like things in terms of like marketing and like marketing yourself and your music and like trying to get things out there. Like it does sort of revolve around yeah, like algorithms and like, you know, social media and just like how many people have liked something or viewed something and I know. all that sort of thing. And it, it can be like quite stressful, I think, like yeah. in one hand, because it just sort of feels like, I don't know, like almost like you're constantly looking at your phone sometimes. Like I know, I, th I do feel like that sometimes, especially if I like release something, I'm never off my phone. And that is something in life I really try and not do because I feel like it, when I get older I'm probably going to be like oh I missed that moment because I was like videoing it to get up, rather than like being like present mm -hmm. but it is just so important and it is annoying sometimes because you make something and Instagram does have this weird algorithm now that like you need to save stuff instead of liking it which I just don't really understand I'm like why like I, I don't get it like 
So I remember when I was just about to release like my music video, my Instagram was just doing terrible. Like no one was seeing anything. I remember being like that to like my boyfriend Adam one day. I was like, oh, I don't want to. I had a like mental breakdown. I was like, I don't want to like post this. Like, and, and no one's gonna see it. And it was like, don't be so silly. Like, like people will see it. It's just it's not a reflection of like you if like Instagram is not like reaching loads of people. Because I've obviously got a business account, so I can swipe up and see how many people it reaches and stuff. And sometimes the numbers, I'm like, that can't be right. Like, how are, how are these people not seeing this? Um, but then when I did release my music video, it's got like nearly like a thousand views already. And it's only been out for like two weeks. So like, it just shows you, it's, I don't know how it works. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things that's not surprising that people like literally make a living off of figuring out how it works, like with social yeah. media managers and stuff. Like, it's. <laughs> oh no, I'm like, okay, you, that's your job. I'll just stick to this. <laughs> I think it's it's really it's really good to hear other people's journey with social media because I think everybody obviously experiences it differently, as you say, yeah, like yeah. the algorithms work and 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 the ways they do. Mm-hmm. But social media makes the world so much smaller which means that someone you know someone in australia can hear your song even though they are thousands of miles away i know yeah and i think that is amazing yeah i've actually like just so weird i've actually reached more people in america i think with my song than like the uk the uk in some terms like i get people messaging me all the time and like they live in like parts of America and they're like just found your song it's so great and I'm like how did you find me like <laughs> it's so strange and and I've actually got like a kind of exciting thing coming uh, up like soon I can't really say anything about it but it's just it is an American they're American based as well and they found me through a hashtag which is insane to me I'm like oh, okay <laughs> like I guess like it is it is so powerful and so small. I've always said that, like the music industry and musical theatre industry is so small. You have to watch what you say, watch what you do. Always, you you'll notice I don't really post that much political things on my Instagram, or I don't really post my opinion a lot because I just I don't think that it's appropriate for my account. Although I might have like my own opinions and stuff like that, it's definitely one of those things that like what you're saying it's so small you never want to offend anyone or like not offend anyone so I think when you do have an an account that's kind of music based I kind of just keep it neutral which I think is better that makes sense and kind of just switching completely tax from from social media Mm -hmm. you obviously released the video Mm-hmm. And you said that was a lot of work, but how how was that putting? Was that the first music video you you've done? Yeah, um, it was the first one I'd done. I was a bit nervous about it because I'd never done a music video. I, I've done um, I've done some TV work and I've done like some film and stuff or whatever. But again, they're more performance based, more musical theatre based. I was actually in the uh, Commonwealth Games like opening ceremony like years and years ago. I was like one of the tea cakes. Um, <laughs> That's a great thing to fit. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I'd, I'd had experience with like filming and like I obviously get like my headshots taken all the time and like photos and stuff, but I'd never like necessarily been filmed. And I was 
so dread and miming. I was like, oh. I, I was like, I really was really uncomfortable. Like I, I had said to, it was my friend Fraser who made the video for me, who actually took all the promo shots and stuff as well. Like I just wouldn't use anyone else anymore because he is, we're close friends, but he just gets me, do you know, that way. He just understands what I, I want to do. And I know that I could be like, can we do this? And it could be something like, can I hang upside down from a tree, like holding like a microphone? And it would be like, let's try it. <laughs> like something as ridiculous as that. Um, so, but he made me feel like a lot more comfortable about it. There's, I've got a story actually when I started to um, write, like make that music video. I, I had like a number of ideas and I wanted to go back to the car park that I took like all of my photos in. Um, because I liked the fact that you could see like the skyline and like the kind of high rise part of it. But when I got there, we got chucked out. They chucked us out of the car park and I was just like, she was like, it's private property. You can't record here. And I was like, you should go down my Instagram because your car park is all over my Instagram. Like, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> Publicity, um, come on. Exactly, I know, exactly. I was like, what? Um, so then the both of us were just standing in this car park and we're like, what do we do? Like, this was like going to be one of like the main locations in this. And um, we had we'd had the idea of what my music video looks like now as well to do. Um, so then it was like, right, let's just go and do this part and see what happens. And then we can, if we need to film more stuff, like we can. So we started doing it and see if you had to see where we did it, you would not believe where it was filmed it was filmed in the smallest room like the smallest room ever like his little studio we we put like a backdrop down in white then we put like a white cover and everything we made like the makeshift bed ourselves and everything and I was a bit nervous because I was like I don't know if this is going to look right like and then he sent me it and I was like what like oh my god like I remember the first time I watched it Adam was sitting next to me and I was like, I was like, that's me. And he was like, <laughs> I, I, he was like, I know, I know what's you. And I was like, oh, I can't believe that. Like, um, and the, the thing that was cool about it as well is we took like sections, like we actually like scanned in my lyrics and projected them. So like, see when you'll see, I don't know if I can try and show you on here. I have this like really, really weird obsession with drawing swirls, right? Have you seen them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. I've always done it like when I doodle. So um, we got my uh, book and scanned it in as well and put it as the backdrop on one part of the video, which was I thought was amazing. Like be able to do that to see like my actual handwriting and see like what I had wrote and stuff. So it was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. It wasn't stressful. It wasn't embarrassing. I actually love doing it. Like, and I cannot wait to do like the next one now because I've done it once and I'm not scared anymore. Do you know that way? I think it's, yeah, it was great. I, I loved it and I love the way it turned out. I think it looks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it looks, it looks really good. And like, I like that that's like a nice little like personal touch as well that you put in, in the sense that that is like stuff that you've done yourself, like the little swirls and the lyrics and stuff. I think that's so, I think that's really nice, like little. Yeah. That's put in there. I always um, think it is nice to have like a personal touch in it. Yeah, totally. No, exactly. And like you sort of you hinted at potentially doing another one soon. So I've got to ask, like, what what have you got next in the pipeline? Like what's your plans? Uh, 
Um, I have I have so many songs. Like, and I know people probably say, it, but I actually do. Like, I wrote down. I think they're in the, the start of this book. Actually, wait a minute. Let me write. Let me see if I can show you how many I have. These are like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That was like nine that were all ideas that were written. Like, but that was weeks ago. So, like, I probably not not finished. They're not all finished. Like they're all, but like they're made. Do you know that way? Like the music is made. Now it's just like adding things. It's like making them a bit more fuller and stuff like that. Um, I have so many songs, but the next song I have is like done basically. Apart from it's going to get mixed again, just because I'm like I'm very OCD with like the. I think because I'm a trained singer and I don't want to sound like a bit like naff or whatever, but see, because I have been trained in singing, I'm so particular about the way a vocal sounds. And when I listen to a track, I listen to the, the voice and I listen to the way it's mixed and everything like that. Um, so that is the next song that I'm going to get, that I'm going to put out, but it needs mixed again because I just, I don't like the way the vocal sounds just now, so I'm mixing it just now. Um, but I'm hoping it's going to be out like end of April, I think, because I need to get, obviously allow a time to then start to promote it um, and um, my photos and stuff like that. Um, but the first release, I'd obviously never done it before, so I didn't know what was appropriate time to like release a video and then release a song and then a video. But I think now what I'll do is as soon as I've obviously record, like put that song out, I'll, I'll make a video so that it's I, I can then release that maybe like a couple of weeks later rather than like a month or two later. So that is the next one. And then there's more that are going to come, to be honest, from that. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Oh, that's good. That's um, very exciting. That's very, very exciting. And I also, I love, I love the fact that you are really connected to your music because, and we got this from the start of the interview, but if it's if something's personal and it's something is genuinely you you want it to be genuinely you so if you're you have a certain sound and, and you you did say that you were you went through a lot of different covers and and you would you never found the exact sound till you till you got to this point i think that is something that a lot of musicians and, and anybody who is writing the music needs to be not afraid of to spend time to find exactly what it is you want because as you say when you when when it, when it's out there you can't change it when it's out there so exactly. it needs to be what what you want yeah i do, i definitely do think that like it would be it would make less sense to do it quickly and it not be the way i want it to be like and i think releasing my my first song at the beginning of december it then was christmas it was then new year we then went back into a lockdown again so i had planned to like record my video in january and release it at the end of january and because we went back into a lockdown again and stuff like that it, it literally made it impossible and i was like um and then eventually me and Fraser just decided between each other. We were like, we're still in a lockdown, but like, it's only going to be the two of us. We're not going to be like, we can obviously still social distance, blah, blah, blah. So we we just decided to do it because otherwise I would have been waiting like a long time to then try and do like another thing. Um, I think as well, when music, like you're saying, it's so personal, your name's stamped on it. You're, it's yours, you own it. Like I would hate 
if I looked back and was like, I wish I did that differently, I never want to ever have that thought. So I would rather take like another month and delay it than it be not the way I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. It makes sense. You know, I'm, I mean, Michelle will tell you I'm, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to things. So I've uh, very much probably cut from a similar cloth of you. Everyone in the, I think everyone in the, um, the kind of, like music theatre industry, you kind of need to be like that. I'm even like that in my personal life. Anything I do, I I just don't have it. I, I've always, like my mum and dad would be able to tell you that I've always, if I'm going to do something, I'll do it like 100%. Like, I remember when I was writing my dissertation, it was only meant to be 10,000 words and I wrote 20. <laughs> and my, <laughs> my advisor was like, yeah, you need to cut that down. And I was like, why, how many? And he was like, 10,000. I was like, okay. I was like, see you in a month. <laughs> the words that every student dreads is, <laughs> you need to cut this down massively. Like, no. I, I literally basically wrote two essays and I was like, I can submit this for someone else. Anyone want an essay? I was like, oh God. I hated doing that. Hated it. I was like, never again. <laughs> I, I, I know. I know the feeling. <laughs> I'm, af- I'm afraid that I think that's all we have time for on today's show, Serena. So thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for sharing your story and all about your music process with us. I found it absolutely fascinating. Thank you. <laughs> it's been lovely to talk to you. It's strange that we're over Zoom. <laughs> Indeed, but it is, it's the world at the moment, man. Hopefully one day we'll be able to sit down, we'll have, have a coffee, have a beer, whatever, and actually talk and have that interaction, which we all love. But what we're going to do now is, Serena, we're going to play one of your songs. So what are we going to play? What are we going to listen to? What are the listeners going to enjoy? Okay, um, here is my song diary of Thoughts that was released in December um, and the music video on February 20th. Check them both out if you can, and I hope you enjoy.
says, Daria Thoughts by Serena Sophia. Hopefully you guys enjoy that. And make sure you follow Serena Sophia on all the social medias so you know when brand new music is coming out. Please also make sure that you have a look and listen to the discoveries that me and Michelle talked about at the start of this podcast. As mentioned earlier, they're all in the description of this show wherever you are listening to this. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you like what we do, then please give the show a like or a share on whatever platform you're using. Please also follow us on Twitter at WH Music Show and on Facebook at What's Happening Music. And we will see you on the next feature on the What's Happening Network, if not on this next podcast. Have a great day, have a great week, and have a great month, people. And we'll catch you next time. Peace.